It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. 42-year-old Kay Barrett is a woman from Dunamore. She's currently serving a sentence at Limerick Prison. Uh, she was jailed last February uh, at Clonakilty District Court by Judge James McNulty. Now, Kay had been handed down a number of previous suspended sentences at different court sittings, and it came after she repeatedly breached orders of the court. She broke her bail conditions. She... At one point, at one point, produced a knife when she'd called the guards. She, she told another time she said she had a gun and she'd harm herself. And this had been going on for quite some time. Her family had a safety order, and she broke the conditions of that. The sad truth, however, is that Kay Barrett is not some kind of career criminal. She has a severe and lifelong mental health issues. She's had it since she was much, much younger. And the reason she's now in Limerick Prison is because there really was nowhere else for her to go. I've been speaking with her sister, Claire. Claire, before I go into the circumstances of how we come to be in this or how your family comes to be in this very difficult situation, uh, tell me, how is Kay? Are you in touch with her? Yeah, um, I'm in touch with her and at the moment I'm afraid to say she's not doing very well, like she's suffering a lot, Yeah, understandably. she's She misses like simple things like the garden and being outside in the fresh air and just her family and her dog and just her freedoms are taken away from her completely when... Um, so she she's not she's not great if I'm honest. Yeah, she's there until you think mid December is her expected release date from prison. Yeah, it would be mid December is is the date that we've been given that she'd be released or that she'll appear again in court. But I think there's still some sentences that are hanging over her head, unfortunately, just yeah. because um, these suspended sentences are still still there. Yes, these are suspended sentences for things. Kay did because let's face it she's not a well woman how long this has she been exactly. unwell how long has she been yeah, unwell this is it exactly it's like it's not fit for purpose how can you sentence somebody that doesn't isn't in their right mind it's not a system that she should be in she's in a criminal system when she should be in the health system mm-hmm. tell me some of her story Claire so I guess like Kay Kay was like Kay's got a heart of gold she would like give you anything and the person that we all 
go to if we're, if we're in trouble. She's one of those people that you gravitate towards and she was really popular growing up. And like there was always like, you know, like insecurities and attachment issues, I feel there. Um, but it, it got progressively worse as she, during her 20s, mm. she had a breakdown in 2009 which was um, kind of scary for everybody to witness. And because our mum was institutionalised her whole life, we, we just were really worried that that was the path that Kay was going down. Yeah. Um, and it, it got progressively worse, I guess, over the years, you know. What happened to mum, may I ask? Mum always had mental health issues also, like, um, but she was in and out of Our Lady's Hospital. Yeah. And... Yeah. she was diagnosed with schizophrenia um, back then it was hush hush everything was swept under the carpet and yeah. we just know that we never grew up with the mother she was in hospital our whole yeah. lives and and has Kay had a diagnosis Claire? yeah so she was diagnosed in 2009 with bipolar then it changed to schizoaffective disorder in 2017 um, and she was on all the medication that you would take if you were schizophrenic then it changed to borderline personality disorder, which is classified as a personality disorder. So therefore, wouldn't be considered to be under the psychiatric care of the HSE, which I feel is is wrong. And the things that brought her to the attention of the courts, not just Judge James McNulty or Judge Colin Roberts, but, but others, what, what kind of things did she do? Well, I suppose... She was crying out for help. She would always, she'd always feel very insecure and vulnerable when she was on her own. And because of her mental illness, relationships broke down a little bit, you know. Um, so there were times when she was on her own and at nighttime she was, she's afraid of the dark and she would get very scared. Like in many ways, she was very childlike, you know, kind of like vulnerable. And um, she'd always want your company around. And I think that's why she turned to the Gardaí because basically she wanted company more than anything else or just that fear that that kind of security feeling yeah. she felt very vulnerable on her own and so she would ring the guards, the guards when she was on her own yes? yeah she would ring the guardy when when she wasn't really getting the help and services in the community because mm. i i do feel like the hsc is so under resourced in this area particularly i know there are many areas that it's under resourced but i feel mental health isn't spoken about enough it's there's still an awful lot of taboos and it's seen as kind of well we're, we're in the hangover of our institutional state like we are yes she made I think 200 calls at one point yeah I know yeah. And, and, and that's that's terrible like anybody everybody agrees that's wasting guardy time which and we were hearing in the news at the moment about the ambulance workers and I've seen them they're amazing people and they're they're working so hard within a system that is sick. I feel the health system is sick in Ireland. I really do. Now, before she uh, ended up in Limerick Prison, which is where she is now, she'd made several court appearances. And I think it became obvious every time. Court isn't where she should have been. Even the judges were saying that. Yeah, completely. Like, it's, it's hard to believe that that would have happened. Like, if you were a person in the stand in the court and you saw you saw this person on the stand like you you know that she's in turmoil and she's going through a psychiatric illness but 
the we, we we just kept being told by her doctors that or well by the team like it was multidisciplinary team that it was a personality disorder and that therefore it was more of a personality behavioral issue yeah so she was in court in december and then she appeared back in court in clonakilty in february before judge james mcnulty that was a very yeah. upsetting day yeah, it, 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 like those court, those court appearances were 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 traumatic, really. Like, I mean, especially for, like, we're we're less vulnerable than Kay, but like, I just feel personally affected by the uncaring system that we were reduced to being in. Like, Kay appearing in handcuffs, and the the prison outfit. You know, it was just it was like a nightmare. It really was for a person that is so vulnerable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but I I could see that. Everybody was saying this is wrong, and everybody. I think everybody knew deep down morally this is wrong. Like the judge had sympathy, the solicitors had sympathy when Kay was lucid, but when she's deregulated, she's quite aggressive, and that's the that's a symptom of her illness. In court in February, Judge McNulty is quoted as having said, "Kay Barrett is clearly in turmoil. Her mental state is clearly deteriorating." Bail was revoked. She was remanded in custody for sentence, which subsequently took place, and that's why she's in prison. Um, I think you formed the impression that day that Judge McNulty did not want to send her away, but felt he had no option. Yeah, and that's that really is because like we felt like there was nowhere else for her to go because she wasn't being accepted in hospital in in St Michael's yeah. and. Like he, he was worried for Kay's well-being and for our well-being in the community in Dunamore. You know, it's and we have children that are neighbours, and like for them to see this person being so deregulated, emotionally deregulated, mm-hmm. he, he was doing it for for her benefit, I suppose. But she was it's before not the she was before the court for for things that were, if you like, they were offences under the law. So she was legitimately before the court, but she had committed these offences as a result of her mental state and even the judge understood this yeah 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 like she was crying out for help because she wasn't getting it you know she that she was panicking and that was her way of like getting attention getting getting help because like she really did try to get help medically but it just the, we we know the waiting lists are just so Mm. high in every department in 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 the medical system like maybe if 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 she was on dbt earlier she would have been better with her coping strategies rather yeah. than just she has tried many times to get help i think oh my goodness like really really has tried so hard and has engaged with the system and always was very good at appearing for her appointments and taking her medication it just it just didn't work, you know. It just wasn't like the DBT was a two year wait list, and yeah. those two years. It just, just for for listeners' benefit, um, Claire, tell me what DBT is. So DBT is dialectic behavioral therapy. I, I guess it's kind of like a very intense form of awareness of your emotions, how to yeah. regulate your emotions. Um, There's better. a very long um, waiting list to get into that. There's a very long waiting list, like it's two years, and then. Kay was discharged from all um, services in October 2020 and then that meant that she had to go to the back of the waiting list again so like it was three years really for the DBT she had been waiting 
it just it it just it's it it doesn't work for a person waiting that long and just getting more and more frustrated and the relationships I think with the medical team had broken down because of her deregulation and her aggression, yeah. which are symptoms again of this personality disorder. And and I think it's treated as as not really an illness when it's a personality disorder. The the onus is on the 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 patient. Yes. Like you know, it's not really seen as a treatable illness. So yes. yeah. Yes, yes. Whereas if they had gone with a diagnosis of, say, schizophrenia, then she would have had treatment and she would have had meds and she would have had all those things. And yeah, and I, I really feel that she's between the three, that it's not complete, that there's definitely psychiatric issues because she she hears voices a lot, you know, yeah. she hears voices a lot and she's very she's manic she's manic episodes like bipolar and there's mam i mean like that link with mam has been neglected and i think that's the uh, that's the big elephant in the room that doctors never wanted to acknowledge because they said it was a different case but that genetic link is it's there's evidence to show that there is a link between you know uh, it's schizophrenia runs in families and as, as a loving and supportive family You've tried to bring this to the attention of her medics, haven't you? I have, yeah. Like, there's been several, you know, like, trying to reach out, but it just seems to be all about reports and data collection, box ticking, and, like, the patient is suffering, but, like... And I sympathise with doctors as well. It's like, I feel like it's nobody's fault because it's it's our our system that we've all voted for and that we're all contributing to like yeah. you know you can't say what's oh, the hse's fault it's like we need system. to look at our society the system like. the system is broken and you said to me that she's not too great at the moment and i hope she'll be all right when she's well um claire and we know that people who go through mental health difficulties like this have days when they are well when she's well how aware is she of her situation what does she say to you yeah she's She's um, like just sad a lot, you know. She's sad. She misses us. She just wants. She writes letters all the time. I mean, she's written letters to all of her family and to her solicitor and to her doctors, and that she uses those coping strategies. And she does a lot of mindful coloring. And like she's she's really good. But I feel like she's changing. You know, like that. The, the old K is less and less there. Yeah. Um, she misses her dog so much, toss like, and just like, it's just, it, it, it would make you sick in your stomach thinking of her, of her in the cell, locked away. They, they get locked up at like seven at night till yeah. about 10 or 11 in the morning, and she finds that really hard, like being on her own, you know? It's like, I do feel like for a person as vulnerable as K, I feel like it's kind of a form of torture, like, because she needs people around her, and she's very vulnerable and there's a change in her you know there's a change in her now it's heartbreaking to watch yeah yeah it really is like oh like yeah it's been a long road pj it has i know is she receiving any kind of treatment in the prison there is a psychiatrist but the psychiatrist is really stretched like i think he's got like a big caseload you know and um Mm. Yeah, he's he's helping Cabe, and but you know it's not really appropriate. Like you don't go to prison to get treated for an illness. No. You go to prison as a prisoner, and you can't yeah. be treated differently to other prisoners because you know, like Cabe still gets the same 
um, benefits, you know, of one phone call a day, you know, and things like that, and one because visit every two weeks. Right? She's in there because she has legitimate convictions, and, and we can't we can't jump over that particular thing. But but those convictions come as a result of her being a very sick woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it just it makes me lose faith in the social services because the trauma of being imprisoned like it's, it's going to make it harder for her to re- rehabilitate when she comes out you know yeah because she now has a criminal record on top of everything else well that's the least of it it's like just her coping day to day you know yeah are you able to visit her do you get to see her yeah I'm going up on I'm going up on Saturday yeah um, and we can do video calls as well she loves video calls because she gets to see the dogs and stuff but yeah yeah, so it, it, yeah, it's not nice. It's not a nice place to be, you know. It's like very cold. As um, as a loving sister, and you're close by the by the sounds of your voice, you're very close. How do you feel? How what kind of a toll is this taking on you? Yeah, it wears you down. It really does, and it's kind of isolating because people don't know what to say. Like, what? There is no happy ending here, is there? Like, you know, it's it's a sad, sad story, and. I try to not think about it too much because it can really tear you apart, like break your heart. Mm. But life goes on, you know, you have to keep going and you have to try and get the help that Kay needs. But there was a, there was a point last year where we were just like coming up against brick walls and thinking, how can this be Ireland? Like, how can this happen today, you know? Mm. But yeah, we just, you know. And I guess the fear is, look, she may well be out for Christmas and that would be lovely but it would be lovely but we're also scared you know because we just we need support with with it like you know yeah because the danger is that if she doesn't get the the care she needs she'll just end up back in there yeah it's a high risk like it's it's very likely to happen you know we don't want that happening but what is the future like can dbt help her now like i'd love to know if anybody has experience with dbt like is is it can it fix you know will it help i don't know has k gone beyond it like yeah well all i can do is i suppose as one human being to another claire to to say that you know we hear you yeah and and we're that's nice to hear yeah you know and and we and we hear the the pain in your voice yeah, yeah, and I, I, I really like, I like the fact that it's it, it's a human being behind all these suspended sentences and all these things, you know, that went wrong. She's a person that's ill, you know, and that's like it's it's just I, I just feel the empathy has gone out of the system because there's nowhere for people like Kate to go. Yeah, and it's 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 hard to confront that as a society because it's just easier to shut them away which is what has happened now. Claire, thank you so much for speaking with me. And please um, pass on our our best wishes to Kay and wish her well in getting through this difficult time. I will, of course. Thank you so much for listening, PJ. That's Claire Barrett, sister of Kay Barrett. Kay is currently in Limerick Prison. There are many people in prison who deserve to be there. There are many prison people who are not in prison who deserve to be there. But there's someone who's in prison who shouldn't be there. She's there because there's nowhere else for her to go. 
Quartz 96 FM. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.